All right, we're back with another episode of Swag Tier. I'm Steven. And I'm Megan. You know, looking at my calendar, actually, it's going to be two weeks from MacFest that we're posting this up. Yep. You know us, always on time. <laughs> but, oh man, it, it definitely deserves a whole episode in itself. And probably more. <laughs> yeah. This was my first MacFest, and I absolutely loved it. I knew you would. It is 100% going on the annual convention list. Oh, yeah. Right up there next to PAX. Yeah, this is a convention that when I finally do move away from Maryland, uh, I will make sure that I fly back for, because it's <laughs> worth it, in my favorite terms of, I don't know what was supposed to come after that, in my favorite Megan's terms. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll uh, make that the spike tier pull quote for validating MAGFest. It's worth it. It's worth it. Spike tier podcast. <laughs> we actually planned a lot of a lot of things going into this. Um, we wanted to hold a panel on podcasting. We unfortunately weren't able to fit into any panel slots, uh, so we didn't get a chance to run that panel. But uh, Megan actually was able to still be a panelist woo woo she paneled like as if like to panel is a verb uh, she paneled alongside caitlin and carrie and oh my god i'm also going to be very confused about the name of your panel because it is so similar to the other panel about a very similar topic just one day prior so the name of caitlin's panel is or was LGBT plus gaming, where we are, where we can go, and how we can get there. And the similarly named panel the night before... It was LGBTQ in gaming, where we've been and where we're going. Which is basically the same freaking title. So... <laughs> this really confused me, just looking through these panels, because, I mean, also, the guidebook didn't show any panelist names uh, for most of these, so... I actually had to double check with, with Megan and be like, when is your panel again? Which which one is it of the two that are very similarly named? Well, so there was actually a mix up, I guess, with the people from MAGFest that were like contacting panelists because Caitlin got an email that was like, you know, oh, your panel is at nine o'clock on Saturday. And then somebody else called her and they were like, oh, like just confirming your panel at 6.30 p.m. on Friday. And Caitlin was like, what the hell? Like, so it took us a while to figure out what had happened. <laughs> and at first, like we looked at the guidebook and we were like, oh, they just got the wrong info for her for the Friday night panel. And then we looked at it again and we're like, wait, this is a totally different panel. <laughs> and the one on Friday had like a meet and greet or something after it. And that's when we were like whoa, 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 hold up. Like, we didn't sign up for any meet and greets. Like, also, yeah, we're, we've scheduled this meet and greet for you three. Because <laughs> everybody wants to meet us. Well, based on how many people <laughs> stuck around to talk with you after the panel, you should have had a scheduled meet and greet. I was going to say that. Um, well, clearly we didn't <laughs> need to schedule it, so. I wanted to go to the other panel, the Friday night one, to kind of, like, check it out, scope out the competition, you know, just see what they talked about. So we didn't like yeah. have too many overlapping topics or and, and just see what other people in the f field and the area like 
the field of gaming and the area of LGBTQ plus in games, like what they have to say. Just to understand what what people are saying. Like, mm-hmm. how do you structure a panel like this? And how could you improve on that? Mm-hmm. And Caitlin wasn't that into it. And I didn't want to push, so I didn't. And I don't even remember. We were doing something else on Friday anyway. Friday night was where you two played this math together. Oh, God. The board game area. <laughs> because Friday night was also um, my 6 p.m. to midnight volunteer shift at the tabletop area mm-hmm. where I helped you check out some math and stared confusingly at it as a board game choice out of the big library of a lot of other board games you could have had. Well, a, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to be fair, it was a bit of like a gag checkout. I don't think either <laughs> of us really thought that we were going to enjoy this game. So for our loyal listeners who um, are board game aficionados maybe they might not have heard of uh smath because it's i think it's a a niche game i would say uh and it's heard of it (laughs) well so it's basically a math version of scrabble where you're trying to create mathematically correct statements on the board and there's like double and triple points and blah 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 and i mean it's literally math version of scrabble so me being a math person and Caitlin being an English person. AKA not a math person. Yes, that's the important part. AKA not a math person. <laughs> uh, she, I found it and I showed it to her like as a joke, like, oh my God, look at this game. And she was like, we have to play it. And I was like, that is not the response that I was expecting yeah. from you. And then like she kept bugging me about it because I think we originally discovered it on Thursday. And she was like, come on, we should go play Smath. We should go play Smath. And I was like, all right, I guess we're going to oh, go. Wow. So like, she actually... remembered this game. Yes. So we came oh. back a day later to check it out. Literally. And then we did. And then by the time, like, I don't know, we were, well, first of all, we had to take a bunch of pictures of us holding this board game box. Like, me <laughs> looking excited and her looking miserable. And basically just a photo series of nothing. Then we tried this to play. math photo shoot. <laughs> yeah, a math photo shoot. <laughs> so we tried to play. And I mean, we did a few rounds before we were both like, what the hell? Like, we're both sitting here playing our 3DSs being like, is it your turn yet? Because like, I'm bored. <laughs> or is it my turn yet? <laughs> and we were like, I guess we should probably turn this in because neither of us are paying attention to the game. <laughs> and we didn't even keep score or anything. We just kind of like put a couple of equations on the board. And like the game lets you make I I wouldn't even call it I mean I guess it is a statement, but they let you do totalities. So you can basically be like 12 equals 12 and that oh, is okay. I mean it's true, but it's super boring. And then you could add like 6 plus on one side and plus 6 on the other side, that kind of thing. I think so. I'm trying to remember if you were... I I don't see any reason why you wouldn't be allowed to alter an equation once it's already on the board. Can you do that in Scrabble? You can, like, alter somebody else's words? uh, Okay. Like, expand on a word. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah. um, Then you could have done that. Neither of us did that. Um, (laughs) I ran into the problem that was opposite of Caitlin's problem, where... So, in the bag, there's numbers uh, 0 through 12, and... 
than operators, like plus and minus and times and division. Mm -hmm. And I had no operators, just numbers. And Caitlin had all (laughs) operators. So we both had, like, nothing that we could really do. Needs to be some mulligan rule. I hope you're listening to that, Smath Creators. (laughs) If you show a full rack of no operators or no numbers, you better get a free mulligan. Okay, so it wasn't all operators and all numbers it was just very heavily weighted one or the other (laughs) and it was hard to make equations with like nine minus signs (laughs) and one number what if you just turned those minus signs 90 degrees (laughs) to make a one Uh uh-huh so i did wonder about that but (laughs) no if you you could trick kate into getting away with that (laughs) so the one thing that i kept trying to do and was unable to do um you're allowed to use there's a bag of parentheses and equals and you're allowed to use as many of those as you want and so what i had wanted to do was to make up my own um multipliers by just putting one number in a set Uh, of parentheses and then another number in a set of parentheses Mm -hmm. and then use an equal and but none of the thing, none of the things that I had, because all I had were like twelves and elevens, and I was like, "Well, twelve times twelve is clearly not twelve, So <laughs> these are very okay. So you actually went, you actually went fairly deep into thinking about the various possible math permutations. Well, as a mathematician slash computer scientist, I think that that's just kind of natural. Also, I'm very surprised that we've spent this long talking about this math. I was literally going to say, I, <laughs> we should go back to talking about the panel, because that's way more yeah. interesting. I I wholeheartedly agree. I also think I'll get in trouble if like, I kind of just dip my toe in the water about the panel, and then talk about math for 20 minutes, yeah. and Kaylin's going to I mean, like, what's up is app? already probably yelling at you. Like, <laughs> oh. God. She's probably texting me right now. Like, not right now in this moment in time, but right now in this moment of time where she's listening to this. Mm-hmm. Being like, what the hell? Why didn't you talk about the panel? Yep. Yep. So. We should talk about that panel. So. Which has nothing to do with Smath and <laughs> was not on Sunday or not on Friday night where Smath was played. Oh, God. Smath. <laughs> I, so- I did want to actually check out the competitor panel but it it actually conflicted with my my volunteer schedule so i mean from what we gathered at least from what i gathered talking to people after the panel i don't think there was too much overlap and i mean i don't know how there would have been honestly because caitlin talked about her research which Mm -hmm. i don't think anybody else has done like her phd research yeah i thought that was a, a really interesting segment Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I mean, I'm somewhat familiar with her research, but not like she's never really gone in depth with me. Um, so I was kind of, not kind of, I mean, I was totally surprised and it was really interesting, like some of the things that she had to say. Yeah, I don't even think of of that field as, as a topic that I would normally see research in. So to, to get a rundown of, uh, of Kaylin transcribing mass effect dialogue from youtube playthrough videos uh in order to i guess create like a schema of all of the dialogue mm-hmm. and analyze that mm-hmm. uh, was i don't know it was kind of illuminating 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not something I'd ever really consider. Because um, I guess, like, now I'm totally going to butcher everything if I even, like, try to summarize anything. Oh, my so God, yeah. I- Kaylin is waiting <laughs> to text you again right now. <laughs> He's just like, say one wrong thing. <laughs> oh, God. You, you will never hear the end of it. I will, like, drill this into you. <laughs> no sex ever again. <laughs> that would be the worst punishment. Um, so, <laughs> so, from what um, I gathered, at least from the panel, I can like kind of focus on that area since I was there, <laughs> part of it. Um, Literally next to the person talking about it, <laughs> you were uh, the closest you could have been. Yes, I was. Um, she talked about what choices are available in the dialogue wheel and like how they represent, I guess, the LGBTQ plus community in the sense of like, you know, can you go through a game and totally like ignore a gay subplot or are you forced to, you know, go through, are you forced to experience some of these characters as gay um and the the thing that stood out the most that she said to me was one of the things that like while she was looking at the dialogue one of the things that she discovered was that if you are a female shepherd in mass effect one Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was one because she said she hasn't done two yet yeah um, it, it, it's a lot of work she's only on one. Oh god it is a lot of work um if you're a female shepherd and you're romancing liara one of the things that they never bring up is i guess the fact that liara is with a woman and that like they don't i forget how she said it essentially but it was like you know Nobody ever says, like, oh, hey, like, I didn't know you swung that way. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, oh, like, you're like that, huh? Like, it, and that's kind of a common thing, not for me in real life, but probably for someone like Caitlin. And I say that because I don't, I could never pat, well, I shouldn't say I could never, but it doesn't take much thought to look at me and say, oh, she's probably gay. And that's because I present myself masculinely. But for someone like Caitlin, who presents herself femininely, she has to come out over and over and over again. And she probably gets a lot of like, oh, like, I didn't know you were gay or, oh, you swing that way or stuff like that. Because people look at her and they just assume that she's straight. So I thought that was interesting, like finding something in a game that's like that. And the point of her bringing all of that up was that, you know, she's looking at what Uh, Bioware does to include like LGBTQ plus paradigms and she's like what do these guys do right that other companies other game companies should also be doing and this is something like the fact that nobody ever said to Liara like oh like oh you swing that way like that's really good because they shouldn't like in order for LGBTQ plus like the community to be seen as completely equal there shouldn't ever be comments made like that because it should just be normal 
Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the full circle. I know it took me around, like that was a roundabout way of getting there, but uh, that was my thought process in it, at least. And oh. I definitely see the point in what she was saying of that being like a good thing that should be replicated. All in all, I mean, me learning from Caitlin was really cool. And to be honest, like watching her do her thing and like be passionate about what she does, like I'm totally crushing on her all over again. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> like, expect any of that coming in. She was so funny and so like cool. Like I she was eloquent, but like not in like a fancy schmancy way. Like she was she definitely knew what she was talking about. Like it was obvious that she's put a lot mm-hmm. of time and like poured her blood, sweat, and tears into this. And at the same time, like, she engaged the audience and, like, kept them laughing for a very long time. Um, I mean, she there were... so many good quotes that yeah. I wish I could have written down. I think our favorite one was the preaching to the kettle. Was well, okay, that... That, was, that was an unintentional slip. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to call out um, a mechanism of, of Caitlin's, um, but... Uh, Preaching to the kettle instead of the choir, uh, it definitely qualifies for mechanism. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, she no, she she had a bunch of really good, uh, good jokes and wordplay that uh, I'm just forgetting right now. Uh, the one that I know that we liked was the spectral lesbian, which oh, was, yeah, that was a beautiful phrase. It was, she was defining spectral lesbian in like in the terms of how it was used in Mass Effect. I don't know what the context was. I know it was like the presence of absence. And they, she was talking about like mm-hmm. how you notice that something is not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just like very coolly slipped in. Well, like, oh, a spectral lesbian. That's A, what I want to be called when I'm dead. And <laughs> B, like then something, something smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had these, she had a really good rapport mm-hmm. with, the, with the audience. And, you know, that's that's something that, that that was deliberate it wasn't you know it 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 was a move and i thought it was a really good move yeah she was more than just like the academic that does research about it you know she's she was approachable and personable and funny and mm-hmm. and it made a huge impact on the room which was i want to say like two-thirds full there were so i think it was more than there. that it was really full. I mean, like, they were kind of, like, sprinkling in in the beginning. And I remember thinking, like, when it was, like, maybe a third full, like, oh, wow, this is a lot more people than I expected to come out. And then, like, the room, like, basically filled up. I mean, I want to ballpark and say 100 people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, that's what I was going to guess. Like, I was going to guess somewhere between 100 and 150. And, like, everybody stayed. Like, I was watching to see, you know, who would be getting up and leaving and like nobody really got up and left until mm-hmm. Q&A but that's normal everybody leaves at Q&A because they're like F this noise <laughs> <laughs> but the Q&A the Q&A oh, actually, line they're, they're like uh, they're <laughs> they're saying that as they're like like dancing out of the room <laughs> dropping a mic dropping mics yeah, like everywhere they all brought microphones <laughs> to just drop as they leave <laughs> yeah so uh, the Q&A line ended up being like, what did you say, 12 or 13 it was, people? It was 12 people long. Mm-hmm. Which was way longer than and, we and had time for. And they immediately shot up there. There was barely any hesitation. Mm-hmm. So we ended up staying for like an hour and a half to two hours after the panel, like just yeah. chatting and like answering questions. And 
It was really cool. It was pretty good. I, I thought it was a stellar success. Me too. I still don't know what I was doing there. I mean, I was just, <laughs> I guess, for show, because I'm pretty, I guess. But <laughs> you, were, um, you were literally the trophy panelist. The trophy panelist. You, you weren't really expected to say a whole lot. Uh, you could contribute if you wanted. Um, but mostly you were there as a symbol of authority. I was going to say authority. Authority and legitimacy. Mm. You added oomph to their cred. (laughs) So that was, uh, it was good. I would love to see her do that panel again, do another panel, sit in on her class. I would love to see you guys keep getting free badges to these events (laughs) by being panelists. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd love to, I mean, there's so many things I'd love to have a panel on, but I just think this is something that she could do like full time. I think she could definitely and should definitely keep submitting this panel to everywhere and anywhere. Yeah. Unfortunately, the panel submission deadline for both PAX South and PAX East have passed, so (laughs) we're out of luck. But maybe a free pass to PAX West? Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, we we know they they definitely like academic talks and um, uh, LGBT talks, so... Mm -hmm. This is a little bit of both. I say play up the research. Yeah. Well, so that was actually the number one comment that I think that we got um, after the panel was like people just being like, thank you for doing this. And like, thank you for talking openly about this. And that in and of itself is like a testament to how much this kind of panel is really needed. And like that and the size of the crowd, because, you know, nobody did like without panelists names written on the guidebook description like nobody knew what they were coming to listen to or who they were coming to see like they just probably did what i would have done like if i was a rando coming to magfest and i would i go through the guidebook and i just kind of add every lgbt panel and Mm -hmm. like that's my pack south guidebook is a perfect example of that like just having added that panel i don't know anybody on it i don't even know what they're talking about i was just like oh like something in my community there's so few of these i'm just gonna add it right right so insta ad insta ad yep so i'm sure we'll get a recap uh from you and kate about what those lgbt panels are uh pack south uh though i guess it's not going to be it's going to be a couple more episodes before we hit that point but oh man we are just uh overflowing with things to talk about both in terms of what we liked at MAGFest, we barely touched on that. I am already regretting the time we spent on Smath. <laughs> um. I regret all aspects of that. <laughs> the time I spent playing. Uh, I just wish I never discovered it. Um, like, uh, this could really be, like, several more episodes talking about the different aspects of MAGFest we loved. And then we would have more episodes of talking about the things we want to see at PAX South. But true swag tier. We can't fit in everything. And it's probably not going to be uh, as timely as it should be. (laughs) That is just a reflection of us (laughs) as people, human beings in this world. (laughs) But over the course of the next few weeks, we'll try to get as much as we can of that to you guys. Yeah. 
hopefully do a little bit better than MAGFest since we skipped that weekend <laughs> entirely. <laughs> well, that wraps up another episode of Swag Tier. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. Woof. Woof. <laughs> that teehee at the end is cute. I'm going to leave it in. No! <laughs> God damn it, Frisbee. Shut up. No.